Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What is going on, Laker fans? Thank you very much for tuning in. As always, a fantastic open for Mario Ruiz. We're talking Lakers basketball. We're going till 8 o'clock tonight. Appreciate you guys being a part of the show. Uh, we got a lot to get into. You know, this is one of the great things about Lakers talk is we certainly got a lot that we got to pick up on and we got to uh, do it in an hour. So I'll do my best here. Give everybody an idea of what we got going on. Uh, why the Lakers can't build any momentum. Literally, this team has had such a awful time trying to figure out how to build momentum on a consistent basis. Do you still think this team can win a championship as constructed um, how much of this is on Lakers head coach Frank Vogel? What has happened to Taylor Horn Tucker? Uh, and then, of course, the upcoming schedule for the Lakers. So we got a lot to get into. We'll get started right away. Uh, I'm going to start off right on that. Impossible to build momentum for the Lakers. So can, can I share the Laker fans here? I'm going to share with you guys the schedule for the Lakers um, and some of their results really since the season started. And I was doing this on Friday, uh, got a chance before Lakers were playing the Clippers. I really thought, you know what, there's a momentum builder coming off that game against the Sacramento Kings. 67-33 to in the second half. No question about it. There's, there's a momentum builder coming for the Lakers. And they, a couple times, have alluded to it that there's a chance once they... Um, there's been a couple different moments this year that you would think that one win is going to carry on to the other. Pre-game show, I asked Lakers head coach Frank Vogel, is that the one thing missing this year, to build momentum and all of a sudden you could win three games, four games, six games, nine out of ten, something along those lines. So let me just go through the schedule real quick for the Lakers. They had one stretch this year. After they lost the first two games of the season, they had a stretch where they beat the Memphis Grizzlies and the San Antonio Spurs, lost to the Oklahoma City Thunder in Oklahoma, beat Cleveland, Houston, and Houston. So I know the competition's not good, but hey, let's give Lakers credit. They won five out of six games. Now, it wasn't perfect. It wasn't beautiful, but they went through a stretch where they won five of six games. Since then, let me kind of go through what the Lakers have done. Two losses, two wins. One loss, one win. Three losses, one win. One loss, one win. One loss, two wins, and then a loss. You can see how inconsistent this Lakers team has been. You can see just how inconsistent this Lakers team has been all season long, and uh, of course that's a problem. The, the, the biggest issue with it for me, how are you going to start building momentum? How, how, how are we going to start talking about, I mean, just think about we're already 24 games in, and other than that one stretch that I'm referring to, which by the way, you know, you also have a stretcher where you lost three games in a row. You have a stretcher where you lost four or five games. So I'm not going to just give them credit for winning five of six early on in the season when their competition was Memphis, San Antonio, Cleveland, and Houston twice. We know those are, you know, obviously not that good of uh, squads. And, you know, three of those games that you won in a row were all at Staples Center. Um, but with all that being said, how are you going to eventually – just start competing with the big boys in the Western Conference. 
maybe maybe that's that's not even a question anymore. Maybe we have to kind of stop that conversation. And I think most people have. I don't think the Lakers at any point this year are going to be competing with the Warriors or the Suns. I don't. Uh, they already have a seven and a half game lead on the Lakers. Both the Warriors and the Suns do. So I, I don't think that's going to be happening anytime soon. But I think with that being said, can you start kind of just solidifying for yourself, for your own squad, that okay, yeah, we can go on a run. Yeah, you know what? We could start playing some good basketball. And one win can help us get to two wins, and two wins can help us get to four wins and four before you know it, we've won seven of eight. The answer to that so far this season for the Lakers is no. Um, They just simply cannot find a way to build momentum. They just simply can't find a way to gain any type of rhythm on a night-in, night-out basis. And, yeah, I I don't think it's fair for those that are going to sit back and say, well, you know, LeBron missed X amount of games, or, well, Trevor Ariza and Kendrick Nunn, they've been out of the lineup, or there's been so many different lineups in the mix and out of the mix. I don't think that excuse is fair. I really don't, because the Lakers have played enough games against mediocre teams or below mediocre that um, they should have most certainly have more wins than sitting at 12-12. and That's number one. And number two, they've won games that, have been battles where you would think, okay, well, that's not going to be a battle. All right, this game against this team, uh, simply because how poor this team has been, um, let me use as an example, uh, overtime to beat the Pacers or a tough big comeback to, to beat the Detroit Pistons in the fourth quarter or up 19 and you end up beating the Pistons by four or losing to the Sacramento Kings. I, I mentioned that the triple of time. So I, I don't want to give the Lakers too many excuses. Has it been a perfect season by no stretch where, you know, everybody's there and you're building chemistry, but man, this Lakers team has has made things a lot tougher than I think it needs to be as far as uh, building some type of momentum. So tomorrow, Lakers got the Boston Celtics. Maybe they can just, you know, start building some momentum, getting another game and getting pretty much what I think it's three nights off that they've had, but I'll, uh, I'll believe it when I see it. You know, I'm a big person. <laughs> you got to just have faith. But at the same time, I think you got to be realistic. And until this Laker team gives you a reason to um, think that they can go on some type of streak, so on some type of winning streak, that they can really start gaining some, gaining some chemistry where it isn't such a hassle like it seems like, you know, so far on a night in, night out basis. I'm going to hold some reservations and uh, we'll see if the Lakers can build some type of momentum as we get a little bit further in the season. Okay, quick shout out here. Uh, Thank you to Valvoline Instant Oil Change being one of our partners here on Lakers Talk. You know, it takes just about 15 minutes at Valvoline Instant Oil Change to get your service done. Visit SoCalOilChange.com for location and game-winning coupons off your next Valvoline Instant Oil Change. We appreciate their partnership. Again, just go to SoCalOilChange.com. Find that location near you. Um. I want to spend a little time on this. Throw this out to uh, Laker fans out there. Hit me on Twitter, by the way, at Alan Sliwa, at Alan Sliwa. Do you do you still think that the Lakers can win a championship this season as is? So let's say the Lakers, just for the sake of this argument, because the trade deadline's down the road, um, they still really, you know, obviously haven't had their full lineup together. And I have a couple updates here on Trevor Reese and Kendrick Nunn. Coach Vogel gave some updates a little bit earlier today, so I'll get into that in just a second. Um, but do you still think that the Lakers can win a championship this season as is? So from my experience, and I think Laker fans, you guys know, I, I get a lot of opportunities to interact with Laker fans. And for the most part, my interaction with them 
I think there's, you know, two schools on how to how to look at the Lakers right now. And, you know, this is changing as the season progresses. I think it was a lot different when the preseason was over and the Lakers started 0 and six. There was there's kind of two sides starting to brew. And then when you start the season and you're playing five hundred basketball through the first ten games, again, the rumblings of how Laker fans feel, maybe some people are starting to shift towards another way. Now twenty four games in um, you know the Lakers sitting at twelve and twelve. Th- this is my experience so far of um, interacting with Laker fans. My experience so far with Laker fans is you're in one of two camps. By the way, Lakers just close to thirty percent through the season now. One camp is I've seen enough. Don't think they will improve enough with the current roster that they have. And maybe then it goes to some different angles from there. You know, somebody might say, well. Um, I said it in the offseason, age is going to be a factor and age is playing out as a factor. Or somebody might say, you know, the chemistry is just, these guys are not going to have good chemistry and they started off this way and I don't think that's going to improve. Um, somebody might say the fit. Okay, Russell Westbrook, when he first came to the Lakers, uh, now I got a chance to see it enough. I don't think that's going to fit with LeBron and Anthony Davis. Someone might complain about Coach Vogel and his rotation. Somebody might complain about the front office and the roster that they put together. But one camp so far, in my experience of interacting with Laker fans, is they've seen enough and they don't think that time is going to help this thing uh, improve. The other camp is... It's the beginning of December. They will improve, and eventually they're going to compete with some of the big boys. And by the way, um, even with how bad things have gone so far with the Lakers season so far, LeBron and Anthony Davis can beat any team in a seven-game set. So you're either on one side or the other. At least that's how I feel so far. I think a lot of Laker fans, uh, other certain people are saying, you got to, you know, you better start preparing to make changes or you know what, the expectations we had from the beginning of the season, you might as well wipe those expectations out. Or number two, um, why are people panicking in December? And, oh, you have LeBron and Anthony Davis. We'll take our chances when we get to the postseason. Or just let the season keep progressing, and maybe if this is an issue, a little bit further down the line. I would probably fall – I'm definitely not in the I don't think things are going to improve enough. Maybe I'm too much. Maybe I'm too optimistic when it comes to this. Maybe for me, I still think that the Lakers are going to figure this thing out and they're going to turn it around. Now, that doesn't mean that I'm not more, a lot more cautious than I was before the season started. That doesn't mean that there are, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a lot less optimistic than I was than before the season started. I think there's some real concern with the Lakers. No question about it. I, I won't I won't hesitate for a second and say that there is no there's definitely concern with this Lakers team and this Lakers roster. But with that being said, um if we're at the halfway point and the Lakers are still playing five hundred basketball and they're still in a position on a night in night out basis where you have absolutely no idea what to expect on a night in night out basis, we got some real issues. And when I say that I, I'd prefer to wait to get to the halfway point of the season um, to to really kind of determine where the Lakers are from here, if if we reach forty one games of the season, eighty two games in the regular season, if you reach forty one games and that's the case, then I think, you know, I might be jumping ship and start kind of having the conversation of, yeah, this ain't gonna get it done. 
I still have those. I, I, you know, I'd be lying to you if I didn't say I'm, I'm starting to gain more of those hesitations as we sit here today, because it's not just what your record is. How do you look in the process? How do you look when you play against good teams? How do you look when you play against bad teams? How do you look when everything's clicking? How often is everything clicking? Um, is there one or two problems that you can point out that you feel like is fixable? With the Lakers, I feel like I can sit here and say there's five, six, seven, eight different things to talk about on a night in, night out basis, and I don't always have the answers to them. You know, and, and I kind of sit here and um, I look at this Lakers team, and there's a lot of different nights where I just scratch my head. And I'm doing a post game show. I'm like, well, that was a different way they lost. Also, oh, this time it was they couldn't hit a three. Okay, well, this time it was they couldn't get a they couldn't get a stop. That's probably the case more often than not. This time it was LeBron took too many threes and Russ had too many turnovers. This time it was, well, you didn't have any role players step up and you didn't have five or six guys scoring double figures. AD wasn't good enough. Coach Vogel's rotation. Every night it seems like it's something different. So when I ask Laker fans out there, again, you can hit me on Twitter, at Alan Sliwa. Do you still think the Lakers can win a championship this season as is, as constructed? I, I, I need more time. That's where I'm going to put myself. I don't think that it is completely ended and they have no shot. I don't think that. And I also don't think that, well, everything is fine. It's the beginning of December. I've been saying since the preseason, you got to kind of put together a good product. You know, as best as you can, start gaining some type of momentum. Start gaining some chemistry, some rhythm, and everything else that comes with it. We obviously haven't seen that so far for the Lakers. So we still got a lot, obviously, uh, of basketball left to be played. But I'm also not going to pretend like, oh, everything is fine that they're sitting at 12-12. and At what point do you say it's not working? At what point do you say it's not working? Plus, um, does anybody have any idea who the starting five should be and the closing five should be because there are so many different scenarios that we've seen play out so far as far as which Laker players are in and which Laker players are out. And unfortunately, I don't even know if I have the answer. So all that coming up next. Stay right here. Appreciate you guys being a part of the show. This is Lakers Talk on 710 ESPN. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. All right, Lakers taking on the Boston Celtics tomorrow night at Staples Center. That should be a fun game. Hopefully uh, a Lakers W. Obviously wins, tough to come by for the Lakers. They're sitting at 12-12. and 12. So having the conversation here about at what point do you say this is not working? At what point do you make some changes, some moves, or whatever the case is? I think if you're halfway through the season and you're playing around 500 basketball and this thing just doesn't look like it's changing – um, there's a real conversation to be had. And let me explain what I'm referring to here. Look, this Lakers team, for all for all those who say, well, you know, um, the Lakers are, uh, they're mortgaging their future or they're, um, you know, what's the future going to look like past LeBron James? I'm telling you, Laker fans, I would not pay attention to that right now. 
because it is so clear and obvious. The Lakers, obviously, every year, every year with LeBron James, they're all in. And if that's the mentality and that's the thought process and you're 50% of the season done and you don't really feel like that this thing is going to really start changing, when I say, listen, this is not a small change where you think, okay, hey, we could be a top four team in the Western Conference, which, by the way, that's probably what you're shooting for now when it comes to the standings. I'm talking about do you have a legitimate shot at going up against the powerhouses in the Western Conference and thinking that you have a chance of winning in a seven-game set. That's a lot to ask for because we have seen the Phoenix Suns and the Golden State Warriors get off to the starts that they have. Both of those teams are, what are they, 19-4, and four, something like along those lines coming into tonight. So you see what those two teams are doing. Um, that's your competition. That's your ceiling. It's not like this is a Laker team that came into this. Clippers came into the season, who, by the way, beat the Lakers on Friday night without Kawhi Leonard, they came into the season knowing that Kawhi is injured, that, hey, if we can make some noise, a little bit of noise this year, knowing that we might not have Kawhi for the whole year, or maybe Kawhi comes back and it's later on in the season and you got to kind of wait to see how he feels. They came into the season which with a much different expectation. For the Lakers, it was you got the second highest odds to go win a championship. And when I, when I kind of reference the, well, at the halfway point, What's it looking like? Um, I, I don't think anything is safe. I don't think anything on the table is. I don't think you take anything off the table, and I think there are a number of reasons for that. I don't have to sit here and tell Laker fans they're disappointed in the 12-12 and 12 start. I'm sure players are disappointed. The franchise is disappointed. Nobody expected 24 games in. This is the conversation we're having and how the Lakers are playing. So when, when I say that everything is on the table, I genuinely mean that. And I'm talking about from the perspective of every player on this roster, for the most part. I know there's some players on the roster that obviously they're not going anywhere. Um, the mix of players that you have, young players, older players, coaching. Um, I, I just genuinely think it, when you have expectations like you do for the Lakers, when LeBron James, who every single year has competed for a championship uh, at some levels, at, at, even last season you could say, okay, well, Lakers round the first round. What do you mean they competed for a championship? Well, they're coming off a championship, and if AD doesn't get injured, there's a good chance Lakers have a legitimate chance to get back to the NBA Finals. So every single season that's the expectation, not just with LeBron James, but with the Los Angeles Lakers specifically this year. So when I say what camp are you in, two ways of looking at the Lakers and their situation, and if you still think that the Lakers can win a championship as is, uh, if you're halfway through the year and you're still hovering around 500, um, I, I would assume that everything is on the table, nobody is safe, and I'm not saying that's not a threat. It's just that you have a squad and an organization that understands that every month, every year that goes by is one less chance uh, one less opportunity for one of the greatest to ever do it with LeBron James. Um, you know, we'll see how things kind of pan out here over the next, let's say, 17 games, because that's how many games you got to go to get to the halfway mark. And like I mentioned, I don't think anything is off the table. Okay, so I was trying to look at this. Lakers, after the game against the Sacramento Kings, decided, you know what, Dwight Howard's playing some good basketball. Why don't we? Gu- why don't we give Dwight Howard a chance here? to get into the starting lineup. He's given us great energy. He's playing his butt off. He had one of those 12 points, three rebounds, I think two steals, two blocks against the Kings. So Lakers said, let's throw him in the starting lineup. You know what's crazy? The Lakers have tried out. Listen to all the different players that have tried out in 
different starters the Lakers have used so far this year. There's a reason why I'm pointing this out, by the way. I'm pointing it out because um, I feel like there's a lot of people that go after Frank Vogel and say that, oh, well, I don't like this lineup, that lineup. Uh, What are you doing with this rotation, that rotation? I just want to point out all the different players that have started for the Lakers this year, other than LeBron, Anthony Davis, and Russell Westbrook. Avery Bradley started. Wayne Ellington has started. Malik Monk has seen the starting lineup. Carmelo Anthony was in the starting lineup. Kent Bazemore, we've seen him there a, a ton in the beginning of the season. Taylor Horn Tucker, DeAndre Jordan, Dwight Howard. I might even be missing another player. I don't think Austin Reeves has been in the starting lineup. I don't think Rondo has been in the starting lineup. The Lakers have tried every possible thing that you can think of when it comes to the starting lineup. If you ask me tomorrow to give you some type of um, prediction on who Coach Vogel is going to start tomorrow, I would genuinely tell you I have no idea. I don't. Because there has not been, unfortunately, and I don't know if Coach knows who's going to be in the starting line tomorrow, no one is demanding the last two spots. There's nobody right now on a night-in-night-out basis do you sit back and say, you have to have that guy in as a starter. One night you might see Dwight Howard have a good game, and then the next night you might say, hmm, maybe AD should go at the five. One night you might see DeAndre Jordan start, and you're like, why is DeAndre even getting any playing time? Another night you might see Wayne Ellington in there or you know, go down the list of all these players. This might go with more of the um, consistency portion that I've talked about so far with the Lakers. And I guess if you don't have a consistent lineup, I guess if you don't know who your consistently five best players are on any given night, um, that's a big difference between the Lakers and some of these other teams. I think the Suns have a pretty good idea who they're going to close and who's going to start. I think the Warriors have a pretty good idea who's going to start, who's going to close. Maybe that changes once Klay Thompson comes back, Wiseman. But that's a problem. That's a good problem to have because they have other guys that are producing for them. For the Lakers, that has not been the case. And I've I've always emphasized this, uh, and I'll continue to do it. Playing time goes to those getting results. No one is playing good enough for it to be a no-brainer. You know, no one on this Lakers roster, LeBron, Anthony Davis, and Russ, we know are always going to start, so there's no need to kind of talk about those three players. And it's not like any three of those players are having just this awful season, and you're like, no, you can't start Russ. No, that's not the case at all. Um, So then the question comes down to those last two spots. And when I say that playing time goes to those who gets results, um, I I don't know on a night-in, night-out basis who that's going to be. If you're getting results on both ends, you deserve more PT, Dwight, or you deserve more playing time, and Dwight was a good example like I was referring to. But nobody is consistent. Nobody is uh, making it happen on a consistent basis. Um, That's why when, when I hear a lot of criticism towards Coach Vogel, one of the things I'm always curious with Laker fans is, well, what do you want him to do? What do you want Coach Vogel to do? Um you know, if I if I if I had to go, if I had to criticize Coach Vogel, um, there there definitely be a, a few things that I could say. Okay, uh, maybe a little bit more playing time for this player, or maybe there's a specific rotation that you didn't understand, or maybe it's you know, Coach, is your speech getting to these guys? Are they are they are they do they have a sense of urgency the way they should have a sense of urgency? Or if Anthony Davis. It looks like he's lazy on a play. Are you going to just sub him out and sit him on the sidelines and say, you know what, AD, if you're not going to give me 110%, fine. I'll take somebody else going to give me 110%, even though they don't have the talent as you do. 
Okay, I could look at Coach Vogel and say, I wish he'd do a little bit more of that. But from a lineup perspective, he's trying everybody. Everybody. I mean, I've heard him say this in the pregame show, and this is just recent. Even it might have been in the postgame show. They're still trying to figure out what the lineups are going to be. They're still trying to find a consistent lineup that they could look at and say, yep, that's the lineup. Um, so I, I get that it comes with the territory. And I'm not saying that there should be no criticism criticism towards the coach. But at the same time, man, he is trying 50 different lineups and none of them seem to be clicking or doing it on a consistent basis. At what point do you just kind of look at your players and you look at their effort and you look what they're doing on a night and night out basis. And you also point the finger at, you know, some of the individuals out there that actually are supposed to be running the plays or are supposed to be setting the screens or are supposed to be a part of the defensive rotations. One thing that I will say that, you know, I, I would point the finger at at coach. Um, and I don't know how much this just has to do with the fact that he's got so many vets and, you know, are you going to tell LeBron James, no, don't do this, don't do that. But one thing that I would say is towards the end of games, which sometimes it's a shock or surprise that the Lakers are in so many of these close games, towards the end of games, there is most definitely a frustration of isolation basketball um, or LeBron settling for threes or no plays being ran. That part I understand, but you know, I go back to this, and I said it earlier, um, it's not like they're not trying different players. I just mentioned it. Avery Bradley, Wayne Ellington, Malik Monk, Carmelo, Kent Bazemore, THC, DeAndre Jordan, Dwight Howard, all these different guys have had opportunities in the starting lineup. And the only thing that I've noticed is that out of all these players, none of them, none of them have kind of built a case of you have to start me in these games. And none of them have really built a case saying you have to you have to have me at the end of these games. I think a lot of it just kind of ends up being a, a game-to-game be, uh, basis. Got to get the results. And unfortunately, no solution right now. No blueprint for the Lakers at the moment of who should be playing to close out some of these uh, big-time games. It's a lot of rants right there, Laker fans. I'm sure you're driving around and probably saying to yourself, hey, Al, you just gave me a headache because you pointed out 94 things uh, negatively on the Lakers. Um, I I hope you guys understand. I, I think the criticism is fair, and I think a lot of Laker fans are looking at this team saying, 12-12, and 12, really? This squad, 12-12? and 12? This many good individual players? And by the way, I, I know, I get it, I understand. You don't win with individ- individual players. You win as a team. But you also think that these players are good enough, smart enough, been in the league long enough, talented enough to figure it out as a team. And 12-12 and for this Lakers team is certainly – that does not give you any indication that they have figured it out. Okay, a couple things we're going to do when we come back. We got some updates here on uh, Kendrick Nunn and Trevor Ariza. So Lakers head coach Frank Vogel spoke earlier this afternoon. So I got those updates. I'll uh, get ready to share with Laker fans. That's number one. The second thing is – what is going on with Talon Horton Tucker? THT. Where has he been? Um, since he came back, he had a, a couple good games, and now he's obviously been struggling. Plus, did you see that the Staples Center signage is uh, is in the process of coming down? I think they already took down the whole thing. So, obviously, a new sponsorship coming there. All that coming up next. Appreciate you guys being a part of the show. Stay right here. This is Lakers Talk on 710 ESPN. 
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. All right, welcome back to Lakers Talk. Appreciate everybody being a part of the show. So we'll go to 8 p.m. tonight. Uh, Lakers got the Celtics tomorrow. A couple updates here from a Laker front. So Coach Vogel talked a little bit earlier today and gave us some updates on a couple of these Laker players. So first off, let me say, I'm going to read this uh, from Dave McMenamin. Frank Vogel with a brief update on Kendrick Nunn, who has a bone bruise, says that the Lakers guard is unlikely to make his season debut in the next three weeks, won't see him in game action until 2022. So um, it's kind of crazy with Kendrick Nunn. I remember before the season started, first of all, Lakers were obviously excited about him. Um, You know, it's where they spent – Believe it or not, you know when the dust settled and and they figured out a way to uh, to get uh, Russell Westbrook on the roster. Tht they obviously gave some money to. After that, the money went to Kendrick Nunn, so that's the most money that they could have spent. I think they're giving him five million dollars uh, this season, and it's been unfortunate that they haven't got a chance. I thought in the beginning maybe he'll be out a couple of weeks, and then you've heard Coach Vogel say a couple of things over the last week and a half or so, where now probably don't expect Nunn back anytime soon. So. Really know what's going on, but um, yeah, that's the latest that he won't make his season debut in the next three weeks, so we won't see him in game action until 2022. A couple other updates from Lakers head coach Frank Vogel: Trevor Ariza participated in live action for the first time today. Vogel said he's still going to need some ramp up time as he gets his legs back underneath him. You know, if I told you what I thought the Lakers' vision was coming into the season with Trevor Ariza. I really think they wanted to put Trevor Ariza to start. I think they wanted to go um, Russell Westbrook, whoever you want at the two. So initially I thought it would be Wayne Ellington, but let's say it's Avery Bradley. And then I thought Trevor Ariza at the three, LeBron at the four, AD at the five. There were also, I also, there was a big portion of the season that I thought they'd have DeAndre at the five, AD at the four, LeBron, Trevor Ariza, and then, uh, actually, did I think Trevor Ariza? I thought Trevor Ariza, when they wanted to go smaller but me, be more agile, as in somebody can kind of switch on on everything, and they want AD at the five, I thought Trevor Ariza would play that three position. So with that being said, it'd be nice to get Trevor Ariza back, you know, obviously sooner than later, but I also don't want to put or make excuses that because none in Ariza are out, that's the reason why the Lakers are sitting at 12-12. and 12. Do I think both of those guys can help? Of course I do. Of course I think I, uh, they can help. And when you have those two players, you think that – um, you know, you can certainly be better than the way that you've been so far. But with all that being said, you don't want to just depend on, okay, well, it's going to be those two guys, and that's the reason why 
that's the only reason why the Lakers are sitting where they're sitting. There are a lot of reasons why the Lakers are not playing good basketball. Yes, you want them to be healthy, and there are a couple updates on Kendrick Nunn and Trevor Ariza. So Trevor Ariza, probably before Kendrick Nunn, and, and we'll see about uh, the Kendrick Nunn portion of this. Uh, by the way, quick shout-out here. Lakers Talk is brought to you by Harris Resort SoCal. Voted best resort in Funner, California, from dining to unwinding. A trip to Funner, California is always a win. Are you game for a getaway? Start planning your trip by visiting HarrisSoCal.com. Thank you for their partnership on this uh, on Lakers Talk. We greatly appreciate it. Okay, so I, I just threw out that question. What's going on with Taylor Horn Tucker? Where is THT? Um, you know, I've said this before and I'll say it again. There is definitely a risk of depending on somebody as young as THT at 21 years old, just turned 21, to be a consistent player for your squad. This is not a rebuilding team. This is obviously a team that they're depending on you win a championship and it's a success or you don't win a championship and you're deemed unsuccessful. That's the only way you look at the Lakers this year. You won it all or you didn't. That's just the stage that they're in right now. So with that being said, Taylor Horn Tucker, financially I'm going to tell you what THT means to this team. Okay, Russell Westbrook this season is making $44 million. LeBron is next making $41 million. AD is after that, making $35 million. THT is the fourth highest player on this Lakers roster, and it's almost double the amount of number five. Remember, Kendrick Nunn's making $5 million. THT is making nine point five. He's signed up $10 million next season, $11 million the next year, uh, the year after that. Financially, Talon Horton Tucker is getting paid to produce. Uh, financially, he's getting uh, the size uh, the size of a check that would tell you that he is, you know, obviously a big piece to what the Lakers are trying to do this year. Um, I've said this before, comparing Alex Caruso and Taylor Horn Tucker. THT is the long term investment. Alex Caruso would have been the guy that's going to help you today and tomorrow. But you're looking at THT as somebody that has more upside. You're going to have more value with him down the road. Can he be an all star? in three, four, five years. And oh, by the way, what kind of trade value would he have? Would he have more value than Caruso because he's so young? That's the way I'd kind of properly describe those two players. But the way it's playing out right now is Taylor Horn Tucker, when he first came back, remember he missed a big portion to start the season. He came out the gate looking fantastic. He really did. He looked great. He he had one game um, against the, I want to say, I'm trying to think here. Was it the San Antonio Spurs? 17 points. Then Chicago, 28 points, gets a career high. And then 25 points against the Milwaukee Bucks. He's 9 of 18 from the field, 9 of 19, 7 of 14. So right out the gate, THT comes out, and you're like, damn, look at Talon Horn Tucker. This guy's going to be a stud. Since then, Boston, 2 points. Against the Pistons, 4 of 13, 8 points. Against the Knicks, 0 of 8, 0 points in 29 minutes. 3 of 10 against the Pacers. Um, 3 of 5, 7 points against Sacramento. 4 of 10 against the uh, Detroit Pistons. That was actually one of his better games, 12 points. Uh, you know, I go down the list. Goes 1 of 3 against Sacramento. Only ends up playing 16 minutes, 28 minutes against the Clippers, 4 of 9, 8 points. He's young. He's incredibly young. It is going to be tough to depend on a player who's so young for the Lakers and the Lakers need him to produce right now because they're trying to win a championship. And unless you have a number of other, unless Monk is consistent and Wayne Ellington and 
um, Avery Bradley. Go down the list of all the guards that the Lakers have. Uh, unless all these other guys uh, are are contributing for the Lakers on a consistent basis, the THT pieces. Well, we need him to be good, but we also kind of need him to be good right now. Um, Frank Vogel said this a little bit earlier today. He said. Uh, Frank Vogel said, this is from Mike Trudell, said there's still going to be a grooming period for THT who just turned 21, but they see him as growing into a role of taking on the best defensive assignment each night while improving to being on above uh, an above three-point shooting average um, and and also obviously his ability to drive to the basket. I I, I want to say this and say it as respectively as possible. It's a tall task. It's going to be a tough one to ask for him to do. You obviously want him to accomplish that, but that's going to be tough to depend on Taylor Horn Tucker, I think, at this age to think he's going to give it to you on a consistent basis. And certainly after he got off to a good start when he came back, he's been below average since then. And he's been, you know, his stats, his shooting percentage, all that has been, um, you know, tough to watch. I think for so far this season, he's shooting 38% from the field, 25.6% from the three-point line. So, you know, obviously a lot of uh, a lot of work for Taylor and Tucker, and hopefully as the season progresses, he gets better because uh, they're going to depend on him, and hopefully he can come through for the Lakers. Uh, so across the street this morning and this afternoon, they're starting to take down the Staples Center sign. The Staples Center sign is going away. Um, you know, listen, I I don't know if I get as emotional as others when they look at I can't believe it's not going to be called Staples Center anymore. Um, Staples Center had a great ring to it. We got some great, great memories with the Lakers at Staples Center. I have my own personal memories at Staples Center. It's just the name of the building. You know, so it's tough for me to get too sentimental about it. Not that, you know... It, the franchise, the organization, the ownership, that's what makes the building what it is, is because you put together a winning product. That's why um, it's sentimental. That's why it means a lot. Staples, which is a company that sells office supplies, I don't really have a tie to them. They just had bought the naming rights. So they have a new naming rights company coming in. And I know some people, uh, they find they get maybe a little emotional on it. I guess I'm less emotional. I got the memories with the Lakers. That's never going to go away. And just because the naming rights changed from a sponsorship perspective, uh, but it is kind of crazy to see them taking down the Staples Center side uh, as, as that happens right now. Okay, um, final thoughts when we come back, plus a quick look at the upcoming schedule for the Lakers. And ESPN has their new power rankings. Where do the Lakers rank this week? All that coming up next. Stay right here. This is Lakers Talk on 710 ESPN. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. All right, final segment here for Lakers Talk. I got to rush here. Still got a lot to get into. Um, Okay, so before I get into the upcoming schedule, ESPN does their power rankings. Every week they uh, rank where all the teams are. And let me go through the first top five, and then we can look at where the Lakers rank. Um, So the Golden State Warriors, after um, splitting two games against the Phoenix Suns last week, they remain number one. That was their previous ranking. The Suns are 19-4. and 
they remain uh, number two. So both of them kind of stayed exactly where they are. Uh, powerhouse squads right now. I mean, that is kind of the class of the NBA, and it's you know fun watching those two teams. Now the question is going to be how the Lakers can be even remotely close to that conversation with those two teams, and unfortunately that has not been the case so far. So we'll see how things progress as the season goes along. Brooklyn's number three. Chicago went for number seven all the way up to number four, and the Milwaukee Bucks are at number five. So there's your top five teams. Where are the Lakers? They top 10? No. They top 15? Of course not. Lakers are not 16, not 17, but 18th in the NBA. That's where they were last week. So the Lakers continuing to do what they've done, win a game, lose a game, win two, lose two. Um, they've been incredibly inconsistent. So to be a 500 team right now, to kind of have the schedule that they've had, it has been advantageous. They deserve to be sitting where they're sitting. And like I said, they're sitting um, at number 18 in the power rankings. Quick shout out here, Valvoline Instant Oil Change, home of your 15-minute drive-through oil change. Visit SoCalOilChange.com for location and game-winning coupons. All it takes is about 15 minutes. Go to Valvoline Instant Oil Change um, and also go to the website here for game-winning coupons off your next Valvoline Instant Oil Change. Okay, um, this is what we got coming up for the Lakers. So these are the games that the Lakers have coming up as far as the competition goes. So Lakers got the Boston Celtics tomorrow, also a fa always a fantastic game and a great rivalry. And don't forget, Lakers played Boston earlier this year. What was that game? 130-108. to And if you remember, that was a game that um, LeBron made his return from uh, after the ab injury, this ab strain that he had. He makes his return and didn't matter. Lakers still lost 130-108. to So hopefully the Lakers have some, uh, have some built-up frustration, want a little payback, and, you know, there's already enough of a storyline because it's the Boston Celtics. But I think in this regard as well, there should be a little bit extra because the Lakers lost to them in that last matchup. What do the Lakers have after that? They go on the road. They're at Memphis. By the way, he's playing pretty good without John Morant. Um, I don't know if they play tonight or if they're playing right now. Uh, but they're 13-10. and 10, And, you know, they had that game last week where they beat the Oklahoma City Thunder by... 73, just a you know quick little W by 73. Um, but with that being said, just kind of shows what they've done so far. So you got to give them credit. Uh, Memphis and actually, I think the Heat are playing, so that's a game uh, going on. Um, so I, I kind of leave that as you know another one of those games. It won't be a it won't be a layup for the Lakers because they certainly haven't had a layups. And then the rest of the uh, schedule for this week. At the Oklahoma City Thunder, who are 2-0 against the Lakers. So there's another interesting game there. And then the last one will be the Orlando Magic. Um, the Orlando Magic and the Los Angeles Lakers, that will be the final game. And that's actually on Sunday. So they actually got a full slate of games here. Four games for the Lakers. Um, they're getting an opportunity to obviously try to get back on track at the same time. It also means that the Lakers, they got a lot of work to do. So that's the schedule for the Lakers. And I'm actually excited that they have this many games remember last last week I did Lakers talk last Monday they only had two games all of last week if you count the game against the Clippers and the game against the what am I missing here Clippers and I'm missing again oh and the Sacramento Kings those are the two games that the Lakers had so this upcoming week by the time we come back here and do our show next week they'll have played four games this week and obviously the Lakers hopefully trying to do some damage a uh, couple quick mentions here uh, by the way, I always appreciate you guys being a part of the show. If you miss any part of Lakers Talk, you can catch the full hour ESPN app or on iTunes. Just search Lakers Talk with Alan Sliwa. I'm back tomorrow morning with Travis Rogers, so Travis and I will continue to preview the Lakers and the Celtics. That all starts 
at 10 a.m. We'll go to uh, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. And then pregame show with myself and Michael Thompson, uh, tip-off tomorrow at 7 against the Celtics. We'll start our pregame show at 5.30. So there's a lot to get into around the Los Angeles Lakers and certainly a lot to cover. Always interesting team to uh, be a part of. Thank you very much for being a part of the show. L.A., as always, have a great rest of your night.